0: yo 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 thought warriors what is up higher learning is on it is Ivan lathan
1: and it's me rachel Lindsay.
0: do you know wait what are you gonna what are you about to say i heard you take a breath what are you gonna say rachel I honestly i
1: thought you were gonna ask me how i was and i was supposed to be like i'm doing fine
0: you're doing good <laughs> you got a, a leopard leopard shirt on is that's that not that leopard that's not what leopard look at that Oh, it's, I don't
1: know. What do you call that? Tweed. It's like tweed. It's
0: tweed, mm-hmm. tweed. Do you remember? Fl- do you remember fleece?
1: Fleece what?
0: Like a fleece hoodie. You remember that? I think that I era?
1: still have them. I think I still have. Is that a brand? No, just like an actual fleece hoodie. I remember. Yeah, I still have them.
0: I didn't know what it was to have something that was fleece. Fleece was a whole era in a way. Do you remember the time in 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 fleece, fleece history? You remember that?
1: I don't remember it being an error. I don't remember it, was it being an as, as big of a deal as you're making it. C-
0: certainly an error. Nautica fleece hoodie. It had fleece jacket. And then you could go to, I went to Louisiana Tech, and it was fleece all over the place. And you could go to the bookstore and buy fleece type shit. Then buy expensive-ass books. Maybe this is books.
1: something you were into. I Yeah, I mean, I sure, I remember fleeces. I, you know what?
0: Fleece. The fleece era might have been before your time the era of fleece.
1: Okay, well.
0: So do you know who Tyson Gay is? Yes. I've been thinking about Tyson Gay and Lolo Jones this morning. Just because, man. You just
1: woke up this morning with Tyson Gay on your mind?
0: It's it's like, uh, it's funny. It sounds funny. Um, So (laughs) Tyson Gay ran a 9.69 second 100 meter dash. 9.69 Nine point six nine second one hundred meter dash. Did he
1: just run that? or is this you saying that's that's the fastest he's ever run it?
0: uh, the fastest he's ever run, okay, is nine point six nine Now the fastest one hundred meter dash ever ran, I'm pretty sure is a nine five something that was run. By Usain Bolt, can you imagine being that hyper fast, that amazingly fast as Tyson Gay is? Nine six nine in the hundred is crazy fast, and you're only the second fastest man that's ever lived. (laughs) That's crazy.
1: No, that's I, I can't. If you know anything about track, that's the wild.
0: So Usain Bolt ran a nine five eight second. But, like,
1: how did you get here today? Dash. How did you get here today, Van? I'll
0: tell you. You want to know? This is how my brain works. So I went on TigerDroppings.com, which is the LSU. What? TigerDroppings.com. Yeah, TigerDroppings. Is that
1: Dropings. the sports site?
0: Yes, it's the that's LSU. That's what y'all's
1: Russell athletic sport. site is called.
0: It's the message board. It's not the official LSU. It's the message board. Clear it up. It's tigerdroppings.com. I went on there. I went on there, and they had a, uh, you know, on the side rail there, they have extra stories about sports that are tangential LSU sports. Lolo Jones went to LSU, and they had Lolo Jones up there. Okay. And then I was thinking, damn, Lolo Jones doesn't have an Olympic medal at all. She never won one. She was a favorite. I remember she tripped on that hurdle back in 2008. So mm-hmm. our one of our producers Trudy was laughing about that. She thought that was funny that that happened to Lolo Jones. So she was like, "Aha, everybody thought she was going to win. This she tripped on the hurdle, ruined her dreams." I'm like, "God damn, Trudy, that's fucked up." So I went and I watched it. And it's very 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 sad that she was winning the race and then she hit the hurdle and she didn't get it. Yeah. And then the, the other the the other lady who won so Lolo runs, the, you guys pull this video up if you're listening along right now. Pull this up unless you're driving, then concentrate on the road. But if you're, Lolo was winning the race, the 2008 100-meter hurdle final at the Olympics, the final, she was winning the race. She then hit the hurdle, and she ended up getting seventh. Everybody passed her up, basically. And after she hit the after the race is coming to an end, you see her stop, and the the weight of the moment, of course, collapses onto her. She collapses down. The lady who won the race is also from America. Lolo's teammate. She didn't even go over to check on Lolo. She won. She. That's what Trudy said. Trudy. She. Don't won. You, think you Don't you think? I'm not coming down on her. I'm just saying.
1: In that moment. When you've trained for years to get to this place to be on this stage and you win and you're not the you're not the one who's picked to win? Right. She's she's in the moment. And on the other end for Lolo, good grief. She probably hit that mark hundreds, thousands of times and the one time she missed it was when it counted.
0: That's what's so amazing about the Olympics you training you train and you tra- if you're in basketball I mean sure you're only maybe one NBA Finals maybe one this maybe one that but most of the time it's over and over and over and over and over again right mm-hmm. you're doing something got a chance to make them for a mistake uh unless you make a but the Olympics over and over oh, and over for one race one time in Lolo no medals she tried to become a bobsledder after that and well, so she the, did
1: become a bobsledder. She didn't try. She made the team. Well, she, she became a
0: bobsledder, but she didn't. She became a bobsledder but to win the medal, but then she didn't do it. So that's why I say she tried, but I'm, no disrespect. But I'm watching this guy, and I'm thinking, Tyson Gay, you're a 96 hundred meter dash, and you're second. That's crazy to me.
1: That's no, that crazy. is wild, especially when there's, they're so close.
2: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do, too.
1: um breaking news here i just got a text message what happened somebody was requesting to come on our podcast who is this would you want matt james on the podcast
0: of course he said he
1: really wants to come on higher learning
0: i do it it, would have been great if we could have had him on memorial day because everybody's gonna be out you got the weenies and you can put them <laughs> on the grill and roast them up. <laughs> that would have been perfect like if we could have had them all on Memorial Day and just had a nice He's cookout with our brother, Yeah, Matt James. Yeah, put, Bring them on all right. there. We'll
1: put them on. We'll bring them on. We'll bring them on.
0: Tell them to zoom in right now. What you think I'm well, – hold on. Did you wait, – wait, 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 hold on.
1: I'm, I'm actually – I'm going to send the link. Hold on. Wait,
0: wait, wait. wait. Hold on. Bring him on right now. Are, or why wouldn't I want Matt James or you think...
1: I don't know you could have been like you know what the moments passed
0: I know it hasn't passed at all
1: because you know you're off the show we're not watching it anymore we're not gonna recap it
0: nah I want to know exactly what's popping with Matt James because I've been hearing a lot about Matt James in these streets you know interesting okay. interesting that he wants to come on now by the way interesting Cause oh. when it was pop- it was super popping from Matt James, we had trouble getting to him. And but 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 now he wants to come on. I want to know what is he? What is Matt James trying to? What yarn is he trying to spin for us now? What do you got for us, Matt? I'm interested. We already had his brother. I talked to Matt. Why did sure. did, he, did he tell you why he wanted to come?
1: No 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 no. I was just like you know you're out here talking to everybody. Come on extra. Come on. He's like now I want to come on higher learning. Okay, all right, Matt. I said okay.
0: What is he talking to people about? Like, why are we back on the Matt Jan- like, Well, Like, what seriously? Like, what's well, going
1: like on? in Bachelor Nation, people haven't gotten off of it. People are still fascinated on what's happening between he and Rachel since they're since they're focusing on their relationship. I think he recently came out and said she gave him an ultimatum, and that kind of whipped him into shape.
0: What was the ultimatum? Either, either you put on. This slave outfit or I will not date you.
1: Matt you, James, if you're listening to this, either you don't go on. Matt, don't come on. Matt <laughs> no.
0: either you dress no. up like Django. No. If Stop. either you dress up like Django or I won't date you. Wear this Stop. Chicken George outfit. What was the ultimate? Seriously though, what was the ultimatum? That's crazy though. What if the ultimatum was Either you come to an antebellum party dressed up as my man. That's funny. It's just a joke. Guys, it's just jokes. It's they just know. jokes. They
1: know they know you well enough now. They know your jokes. It's joking. just it's they're just jokes.
0: R- shout out to Rachel. Rachel's fine. She whatever, man. It's cool. It's just jokes. <laughs> what everybody gets so mad. You're not going to let this young girl relive it or whatever. Nah, man. I'm fucking around. I'm,
1: yeah, sh- no, I'm sure she's a lovely them. They're person. Yeah. doing their
0: thing together. Yeah. And what yeah. do they I don't I th- look, if they're happy
1: Exactly. Just do your thing.
0: Do no, your thing. Not- but why are people why, why are people asking like what what was the ultimatum? Uh,
1: I, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it was something along the lines of, you know, either we take this seriously or I'm out. Like, you either about me or you're not. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I, I, I do want to say
0: something, though. What? that is That is the beauty of being white. Do you know what the beauty of being white actually is? The audacity. That's why... The book, the title of the book, "The Audacity of hope oh. was it was so poignant, right? The beauty of being white is really the audacity, you know like i'm I'm in this parking spot. you have the audacity <laughs> to tell me to come hurry up and move, even though I just tweeted about that i'm I'm at a stoplight. you have an, a, the audacity to tell me to turn my music down the audacity, the audacity of it, the audacity of her to give him an ultimatum no after everything that they have been through
1: no no it's i'll all... tell you why because he was playing with her either he on publicly on stage was like I don't want it. We can be friends. She's got to do the work herself. I'm not about it. Fine. If that's the stance that you take, then be about that. Then all this stuff started coming out where he was secretly seeing her. But, oh, this other girl came out that was like, he's dating me too. But Rachel was just seeing him in New York. So I get it. She's like, either you're going to don't play with me. Either be about me or not. It'd be one thing if she was like, all right, you said you didn't want to be with me on stage. Then we're not together. But that's not the game he was playing.
0: He should be able to date her in secret for at least a year, year and a half. Nah. Yeah. What's the point? The point, look.
1: I'm sure they the, were trying to date in secret and then people found, paparazzi found out.
0: Real, reality Steve. Real, reality Steve got to him. Look, I get it. She's a young lady. She can move on with her life. But it was a lot for Matt James, though, because, god damn, like, Matt James set America up for the fact that he was going to pick a white girl. He picked a white girl, and the white girl that he picked had <laughs> slave connections. It's the worst it's luck slave. I've ever seen. Like she had it wasn't slave connections. It was, you know, she had a weird thing. It was the worst luck. Worst luck. So he might He might be trying to out there to to roam the digital landscape and make sure that it's it's, it's safe to pop your head back out there a little bit. But I'm interested. He can come on, hire, learn. I'll talk to him about it. I'll talk to him about it. That's the great thing. We talk about it.
1: Well, apparently he wants to talk to you too.
0: We should actually take a trip down Bachelor Lane. We got to have Matt James. We got to have Chris Harrison. Okay.
1: Okay, I'm about that.
0: If if we can get if if Chris Harrison has enough time between learning about black negro history. If he has a free hour cuz I know that his days are probably packed with black right now. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Chris Harrison's day. Packed Chris Harrison with black. <laughs> wakes up in the morning, he listens to the Tom Jordan morning show. <laughs> Which is that still on? It's not even on anymore. It's not even on on anymore. He's listening to vintage episodes of the Tom (laughs) during the morning show. And after that, you know what I'm saying? In the middle of the whole thing, I don't know. He's watching Good Times. He's you know Sanford and Son. He's the the lighter side of black. And then in the evening he gets in he needs his daily dose of white guilt, so he gets in the roots around like like after lunch. Cause you don't want to watch Roots before lunch, because that's a lot very true I mean it might make you sick so he rides his roots after lunch okay then he needs a palate cleanser back on the positive side he goes into blackish
1: blackish he, okay
0: blackish and then at night you know before he goes to sleep gotta watch Black Panther okay because you gotta because you gotta believe that black people are capable of anything
1: I thought you were gonna so, say a late night show like z-way no, or something no
0: no 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 he's not he is not nearly, nearly, on the level now to where he can appreciate Z-Way's Show. He's not going to get it.
1: Did you see me uh, on there?
0: I did see you on there. I did see you. On there. You did a good job.
1: I was. I, can I tell you? I was nervous
0: because she's be coming at it.
1: Yeah, I was You're like, gonna "What know. is she going to say? What is mm. she going to say?" I was. I. I don't normally get nervous. She made me nervous.
0: You nervous? Are you nervous to talk to Matt James?
1: Why? <laughs> Why would I be?
0: I'm just asking.
1: No, I mean, Matt you... James. I talked to Matt James a lot, you know, while he was going through his season and everything.
0: But you've now been cast off. You're like a cast off from The Bachelor. They kicked your ass right out of there. You, you did too much. You flew too close to the sun, Rachel.
1: I flew too close to the sun. Update. Matt James says he's skateboarding right now. He needs a warning. He's serious, though. He wants to come on. So y'all heard him. Thought Warriors He said he's coming on. Hold him what to I'm it. Saying?
0: This is the thing with him. That is the widest excuse for not doing a podcast ever.
1: If you were playing basketball right now, you wouldn't put you wouldn't pause the game.
0: That's a completely that has nothing to do with the merit of what it's, I just said. It's a
1: sport. Skateboarding's a sport. I love skateboarding. Skateball's a sport. I love skateboarding. He's doing his thing. You I would be him. doing yours. You wouldn't shout stop out, it to hop on a podcast.
0: Shout out to all the black skateboarders out there that I just disrespected. I did not mean to do that. I did not mean to do that. But you know, Matt James is like, hey, I'm out there curling right now. Let's I can't see. come do the podcast. <laughs> i
1: just said, that's not what playing he said. squash. That's not what he said?
0: I like Matt. I actually like Matt.
1: You're going to scare him away. I know you do. I know you I do. I actually like
0: Matt a lot. We'll I think Matt on. is real cool. I think he's he's a, he's a specimen. You know. A specimen. He's a specimen. Big ass dude. Like being all sensitive and shit. Come on the show, Matt James. Let's talk about, you know how you spoke to your father that time <laughs> alright have uh, <laughs> you
1: seen that video going around <laughs> of that little white kid slapping his mother
0: yeah uh, I don't know
1: why that made me
0: first of all I'm sure you had seen that video before of that little no, kid smacking so the shit out of his mom you had never seen that video before?
1: I hadn't. Just like that- you'd never seen the video of old boy you posted singing the Miss Jackson song, and that's I been out forever. I never
0: seen that video before.
1: <laughs> been out forever. N- I
0: never seen it. I had never seen that little boy, me and your daughter, <laughs> like, so, like, so disrespectful. I had never seen that video before.
1: They had to have over- okayed that.
0: Yeah, you can't just put that out. I mean, they 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 got an okay from someone. I don't know if it's kids bop or something or whatever it no, is. No,
1: they got to get an okay from outcast's people to use that.
0: I'm sure they did. I'm sure they they probably <laughs> didn't know. But look, I'll tell you this. Um, that video slapped with the little boy slapping his mom. That's crazy. Okay, I tell you what. When you when you watch that whole, because I think that was on like Dr. Phil. When you watch Dr. that whole interview, Phil. though, I I I felt so sorry for the kid,
1: the kid,
0: I, yeah, I did because he was so troubled. if you yeah. watch the if you watch the whole interview, the kid is so troubled i and his mom honestly didn't know what to do with him every he would talk and every time he would talk, he would be welling up to cry he would and he was just it was hard to glean any entertainment out of it. you felt like it was exploiting the fucking kid because he was so troubled, man. It's hard to watch somebody as troubled as... Now, I'll tell you one thing. What? Troubled or no troubled. Troubled or no troubled. The reason why I found out about that video is because my mother happened to see it.
1: She sent it to you?
0: And she called me. (laughs) That video made her mad. Like, nigga, I wish to God you would have ever... I really think my parents would have killed me. Like, dead. Seriously dead. Like, they'd be in jail. Everybody would be in jail. Tragedy. Family tragedy. Seriously. My father would have balled up his fish and punched my face. Broke my orbital bone. The whole nine. Like, I'm t- I, I, think about that. Think about you.
1: I don't want to think about what, what the judge would do. What the judge <laughs> would do. Can you imagine? I told him he's become a staple on the show. Yes. Everybody wants to know what the judge thinks, what the judge what the,
0: did. What the judge would, <laughs> what the, what would the judge Can do? you
1: imagine if I reached across and slapped the judge?
0: It's just so crazy. I just,
1: I, my, it, our, our minds wouldn't even go there.
0: It, it, the thing is, is that like, I remember one time we were at Venice Beach, and for some reason I threw sand on these people. I don't know some why. Some
1: strangers? You threw yeah. sand?
0: Yeah, I don't know why I did it. I really don't know why I did it. Like, there was somebody...
1: Like, wait, wait, wait. You reached Scoop down, yeah. grabbed a handful of sand, and just threw it on random people.
0: And threw I was throwing it on people. I was throwing sand on people.
1: Oh, wait, you kept doing this.
0: I did it over and over again until the people realized it. Man. So there was, we were watching Michael Collier... Because at Venice Beach, I'm not sure if they still Man. do it. They used to have guys that would go out to Venice Beach and do stand-up comedy sets. And Michael Collier was doing a stand-up comedy set at Venice Beach and people were watching. And I was standing behind like the crowd, but we were all watching him on Venice Beach. And uh, and I was picking up sand and putting the sand in the wind. And then I knew, I, I knew, I noticed that the sand was hitting people in front and they were kind of like looking around but they weren't they didn't know it was me. So for some reason in my brain, I wanted to continue to throw sand on them until they realized it was me throwing the sand. So I picked up the sand and I was throwing it, letting the wind catch it and then throwing it on the people, throwing the sand, throwing the sand until all of a sudden this one, this white lady turned around and went,
3: <gasps> <laughs>
0: and then when she went, huh, like that, I started smiling. And then, so I was smiling until I looked to the left and I saw my dad. And I realized that he had saw the whole thing. (laughs) And and my dad was like, I'm going to whoop your ass when we get home. I'm going to whoop your ass. But here's the thing. This was like 11 o'clock at Venice Beach, right? We stayed and had the most magical day at the beach. We went and got cream, soda, root beer, fucking Ooh. floats. Mm-hmm. I, we happened to run up on a, um, like a, uh, they were doing an MTV event for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. The sequel to oh, Bill and Ted.
1: man. Wow. Was, for it, you. It, oh! <laughs> oh! Everything. Oh! Were this Bill was and Ted
0: like, there? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I saw Keanu Reeves as he was leaving, like, but. They had an interview. It was some kind of like big promotion. The MTV was interviewing them. It was all in the beach. Bill Ted's Bogus Journey, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit. This, we're all seeing this. We're seeing this stuff. Guys are playing basketball. We don't leave Venice Beach till like 730. Like literally a whole day at the beach. A mm-hmm. whole day at the beach. We get home. My sister is asleep. My mother is asleep. We driving back to Hawthorne. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no way that I'm still catching a whooping. Because... There, he, there's no possible way. You can't hold on to it. And um, my sister gets up, goes in the house. My mother gets up, goes in the house. And my dad goes, uh, y'all, we going to watch a movie. I got to take Van upstairs and whoop his ass real quick. <laughs> this man took me upstairs, took his hat off, and said, I saved energy for you. We could have done more. He
1: took his hat off.
0: Say like, I saved energy for you. We could have done more, but I wanted to whoop your ass because you tell fucking with people.
1: Let me tell you something. You telling this story, I thought you were an adult until you said your dad saw the whole thing.
0: You thought I was throwing sand on <laughs> people as a grown like, man. man. What are you talking That's about?
1: That's why I was like, You didn't you didn't separate the two. We're just talking a conversation. You were like, one time when I was on Venice Beach, I'm like, okay, you I forgot that you were out here when you were younger. So you I'm just thinking you just moved out here, you're on Venice Beach.
0: <laughs> throwing sand at people.
1: That's why I was what like, man, hell? what's with you? Why wrong are you
0: throwing you? sand? That would be but anybody see anybody
1: listening is gonna think the same thing until you really? say my dad saw me.
0: No, I I never threw sand on I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Mm -mm. No, no, no. All right, let's take a break. We come right back.
4: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app.
2: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at Viori.com Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com Simmons.
0: Okay, we got some heavier topics to get to. So I'm going to start out on the lighter side of things. Okay. Because okay. I saw a picture that I thought was very interesting. Did you see this picture?
1: It depends which picture you're talking about.
0: It's my man P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Love Combs, P. Diddy, Papa Diddy Pop, my fellow producer, my brother, on stop, Two Distant Strangers. Stop, stop. It's my brother. It's my brother.
1: Okay, so my what you brother. think about your brother's picture.
0: He posted a picture with him and J Lo and said hashtag throwback Thursday. And this is amid rumors that J-Lo is now back with Ben Affleck. I don't think those are rumors That's, anymore. Yeah,
1: it's not rumors. It's a fact.
0: God damn, they ran it back. I'm so happy for both of them. Oh, look. Here's my thing. Puff got to let it go. It's not, I mean, you know what I mean? I know Puff, Puff went through a whole thing with the J-Lo deal where, you know, he was making songs about it. It was I Need a Girl, Need a Girl Part 2.
1: The verse was great
0: yeah it it was but see here's the thing about jennifer lopez and puff to my knowledge jennifer lopez never really dated a black guy after she dated puff
1: that we know of right like that we know of i mean
0: there was some rumors around drake uh that that was a thing was chris judd black was he a black dude
1: i don't i thought he was latino
0: i don't i don't know i don't know uh but Remember what happened to end the relationship? Sure. They go to Club New York and people were shot. I think J-Lo got a little bit more hip hop than she was actually in for. Like people got shot. Shine went to jail. Like people got it popping at Club New York. I think J-Lo... That was a little too much for J Lo. Puff ain't got no shot to get back with J Lo. Well, I think, so.
1: think J Lo's reputation was more important to her than her relationship, and it, whether she was bothered by that or not, she was now linked to that situation while she her career was up and coming, and she mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. no parts in that. So I think she was like, "To save my career, I gotta cut off all ties with you." Yeah. Um. I don't even think Diddy really wants J Lo. I, I think, think so, Diddy either. loves the attention, which is no.
0: why what... Oh. What? No, he doesn't love attention. What are you talking about? How could Diddy love attention?
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll take your sarcasm. <laughs> Diddy did all of that for the reaction that he is getting right now, like folks like us talking about it, it being posting on posted on the shade room and all that. He loves the attention. I think it's messy.
0: Why is I it messy? Th- why is it messy? Is it you feel like it's messy?
1: Yes, it's messy. I'm not saying he's trying to mess up their relationship, but like you're changing the narrative to be about you and having people speculate that you want her back and like you're doing all this stuff when clearly she's with Ben. Like at this point, it was speculation now. They've been photographed together at a Miami house. They're not even hiding it anymore. It is what it is. And what do you do? And also, it's a little, is it a little pathetic? It's a little pathetic.
0: The P word. You you use a P word with Diddy and it's not puff? It's a <laughs> you,
1: It's a little it's a little pathetic. Like so, Diddy, you're be- you're 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 better than that. You don't need so, it. It's not funny. It's a, a little pathetic.
0: So by the way, uh Chris Judd, his mother is Filipina <laughs> and his father is Larry Judd, which you would think would be a black dude. Larry Judd seems pretty black, but nah, that's a that's a white guy. Um okay. so or It just says actually Larry Judd is American. It doesn't say whether or not Larry Judd is black or white, so he could, you know, we're we're American too. Uh oh, but it says that Judd was an avid athlete, and he spent his time surfing and golfing as a kid. So yeah, he's white. Um, so look, here's the deal. I don't know if it's pathetic. I don't know if it's pathetic. I guess my question would be, it's it's probably useless. My question would be, what's pathetic if you let's say let's say for a second that Puff really wanted J Lo back. Let's okay. just go with that reality. Okay. What would be pathetic about trying to get her back if he really wanted her back?
1: Well, I don't think, well, I guess that's the thing. I'm I'm making a statement from the place of, I don't think he really wants her back. I think he just likes the attention surrounding the fact that he posted a throwback picture of them while she's single again, and he's got people talking about him. And I think that's what he wants. That's to me what's pathetic. It's like, you're above, you don't, you don't have to do all that. And I think did, if Diddy really wanted her, he would have hit her up on the side.
0: Well, I think there probably has been some hitting up on the side over the years. There was a story back in the day that he bought up a whole hotel floor or whatever that Puff really wanted J-Lo back and he really wanted things to work. So I guess, you know, the thing is, if you really want somebody back, um, you try to do stuff. But I personally think, though, that in this situation right here, that it might, he might be a little bit extra miffed that she got back with somebody and maybe it wasn't him, you know, so if she was going to reach back into the well uh, from years and years ago of yesteryear, because if I remember it, it was Puff, then Chris Judd, then then uh, then Ben. I'm I think pretty that's sure right. That. Right. I think it was Puff, Chris Judd, Ben. Right. Uh, And Ben was macking on her. Ben was dirty macking while J. Lo was married, by the way. It's very true. Uh, so I think you know, but if he was, she probably, he's probably thinking, hey, if she's gonna go back, or maybe he might be thinking, hey, J Lo's trying to run it back. So if she's going back to old guys and going back to old situations, if she's willing to do that, maybe, maybe. if things fall off with with her and Ben, maybe I got a shot. Maybe he's back. You know, look, no, I don't uh, think
1: he would do it publicly like that. I feel like if he really wanted her, they would do it behind closed doors. But that's just my opinion. Maybe. That's just fine.
0: So you so you're going on record you think Sean Combs is pathetic. Stop. That's what you're saying. That's what you said, man. That's what the you
1: said. The act of posting the picture is a little pathetic.
0: What uh what to you makes a certain situation like pathetic? Like what makes it pathetic?
1: It's the desperation you? in it, right? Like it's clearly seeking attention. You did that to seek some sort of attention whether it was from J-Lo whether it was from the public, whether it was for a headline. I am not quite sure. To me, being the the who you are, Sean Love Combs, for you to do something like that seems a little desperate.
0: So let me ask you this. Forget about this particular situation. What is the line between romantic and desperate?
1: I guess I would have to... I, that's, the, that's a hard line to draw, right? Mm-hmm. That's a hard... Because uh, if he's been hitting her up on the side and posted this picture... Desperate.
0: Interesting. Isn't though? in' not desperate if it's not
1: being reciprocated?
0: Well, see, that's the thing. I'm glad you said that because isn't desperate and romantic? Isn't the only difference just about how the other person takes it?
1: Yeah, reciprocity. Meaning,
0: I, I, yeah. meaning, if you're in Boston and there's a guy who likes you, he lives in L.A and he drives cross-country to come and surprise you, and you like that, romantic.
1: Absolutely. If there's a
0: guy that you had one date with, right, and or two dates with, and you kind of like him, and he drives cross-country to see you, go desperate, home. Desperate. Go home.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: it it really just all depends on how, so there really is no line. It's just based upon like, how the woman feels, how comfortable the lady feels. Yes. Is there anything you think in in romance is objectively desperate? No. Is a woman proposing marriage to a man desperate? No,
1: I don't have a problem with that at all.
0: People talk about that all the time. It's, it's I desperate. know.
1: Why are we assigning roles? Like just, if she wants to di- propose, she feels that way and wants to spend the rest of her life with that man or woman, then let her.
0: Right. Right. Would you could you ever see yourself proposing if if you weren't with Brian, could you see yourself proposing to a guy? I could. You could.
1: I could. But I'd have to know he was going to say yes. Well, that's
0: the whole thing about a proposal. <laughs> right?
1: I, I couldn't do it and not know.
0: What if he said no? If he said no, could you continue the relationship? No. Yeah. Proposals are really like That's why that's why you should just always say yes when everybody's around no, no. you should.
1: you saw what happened to melanie and derwin in the game you don't say yes just to say yes that was you the should. beginning of the end for them
0: you should always say yes when people are around
1: melanie did that and that was terrible
0: and then later on you can say no and then you know daryl you don't have to go through hey to, you know, if y'all are twice- thinking
1: about proposing or you're about to have to accept don't please don't accept that advice
0: that's what i would say that's what i would say all right uh Last night in the NBA, Russell Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him by a Sixers fan. He was leaving the game for injury. Uh, he tweaked something. Hope he's going to be okay. The Sixers ended up winning this game. Russell Westbrook was walking out of the tunnel. And you can see when you watch the video, a fan poured popcorn onto Russell Westbrook. Russ was very upset. Tried to get to the guy. They stopped him afterwards. Russell Westbrook talked about that. He said that the NBA and the media, well, specifically the NBA, has to do more to protect the players. Um, If it was the other way around, it would be a big, big, huge deal. And he also said that that guy would never throw popcorn on him if he was out on the street with him. Obviously, we know that that is most likely true. I have an angle on this. And I heard Molly Curum say this on ESPN. You heard who? Molly Kiram Rose say this on ESPN. Almost all the times that this happens, nearly all the time, and I went through a lot of the incidents, it is white people throwing stuff, yelling stuff, inserting it, doing this to black athletes. Is this just because white people make up a significant percentage of the ticket-buying public when we're talking about going to NBA arenas? Or is there a deeper issue here with entitlement and what they feel they can do to black men who are on their jobs? What do you think?
1: The audacity, right?
0: Audacity, The audacity. That should be the next book. What if Obama wrote that book? The audacity of whiteness.
1: (laughs) It'd be a bestseller. She. (laughs) Um. No, I think it's definitely the latter of what you're talking about because when I saw him dump the popcorn on him, and this isn't the first time something like this has happened to Russell Westbrook or, or to any player. I mean, with Trey Young, someone just spit on him and just got <clears throat> indefinitely suspended. Are they suspended from the that those games or the NBA in general?
0: So before? I think the fan is suspended for the rest of this and for, I think, the whole next season. I'm not sure, though.
1: See, like, it should be... Forever, because what the, my thought when I saw him pour that popcorn, they're treating these athletes like they're zoo animals, right? Like your job is to sit there or be out there on the court or whatever the sport may be and entertain me, dance for me, play for me, like you're like they're specifically there for that person. Well, that and is what that,
0: they're they're that's what they're there for. but they're treating
1: but it's almost like they're dehumanizing them right when you're when you when you're gonna walk down and pour popcorn corn on another human being it's like they're treating them like they're animals that's what that looked like to me you spit on them you talk to them any kind of way as if they're machines out there rather than actual human beings and people that's what that looks like and they have to figure out a way to control it
0: so here's here's my thing this is this like puts me in a weird spot. Cause sometimes I'm torn between two different schools of thought. Sometimes I don't know if there's too much violence or if there's not enough violence. In sports? Period. Okay. Because obviously violence sucks and it's bad. You don't like it. You hate things come to violence. You know what I mean? But man. If there was an opportunity to punch this motherfucker in his head, sock his mouth, sock his jaw apart, you know, crack his chin, do you think he would have disrespected Russell Westbrook like that? No, of course not. Wow.
1: And he didn't get out of control I, like that. I,
0: before. I wonder if I guarantee you something. I guarantee you something. Those people that Jack. And our test, those people that got it put on their ass, Baptist Mm -hmm. church style, all right? Those people that got it put on their ass, they ain't going to throw no more drinks on nobody. Mm -mm. Their drink-throwing days are over. Mm -hmm. So part Mm -hmm. of me is like, I wish that the NBA had a rule that if you threw something like that on a guy, that you could either have your ticket revoked for the rest of the season, or you could have five minutes with that guy.
1: The society we live in now, which they would do it that. just to have five minutes.
0: Five minutes with that guy. You know what just I'm saying? five like, minutes of Russell Westbrook and his big cobra looking self. Uh, it's
1: the same. Tan this
0: motherfucker no, ass. No,
1: it's the same mentality and generation of people who snatch hats off of you know what I mean? Like it's like people would do that, like what Jake Paul did. People would do that just to have a moment to go viral on social. I know, that's, but that's but, the but, world but, we live in.
0: But seriously, it, you know, there this does speak to a level of entitlement. You're talking to a certain guy. You're spitting on people. We all love rowdy fans. Mm -hmm. We all love rowdy fans. We love it. And we've seen this before, right? We've seen athletes in the past get things thrown at them. This is not the first time we've seen uh, athletes getting things thrown at them. This happened all throughout the time. We've seen it. But come on, man. I love it how they act like the NBA players, the guys on the court. Like they're the thugs that can't control themselves. They're the out of control people who are live wires. But time after time after time, we see quote unquote good white people, good regular Americans, law abiding people acting like jackasses and doing shit that thugs would do. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I just wonder, like you know, in the NBA, they got NBA has to look at that. NBA has to take a look. I heard Stephen A. say something uh, that we should put this person's name out there. We should, we should, we should, goddamn, shame them, shame everybody, shame people when they do stuff like this. It's crazy. What
1: if what if they started making basketball be in a in like the same thing format that um, hockey's in? Like there's like a, like a glass. around. Uh, I can't do so that. that can happen. I would I hate that too. But I'm just saying. Can't what if it ended up coming down to that? Because
0: well, well, number one, the the glass and hockey is part of the game. I get it. So you wanna see people you're trying to tell me you wanna see like I wouldn't see hate Russell this, Westbrook get checked up saying, against the boards. That
1: would be a way <laughs> <Joe laughs>
0: to way Westbrook? to
1: control the uh, no, the, the no, out of the extreme fans. Yeah, you can't they do gotta that. do more. They gotta do you're more bad. than banning them It's not it's not working because it's still happening.
0: Yeah, I mean look, it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen also, I think that we're watching closer uh more more closely should I say than we ever have before, and these things are probably a bigger deal than they were in the eighties, you know uh, but, that's, but that's but that's
1: those are technically simple assaults what they're doing the spitting is the that a assault?
0: yes, well, the spitting the spitting is like that's a pandemic situation, man. are you spitting on me? I don't want your goddamn. Fucking viral droplets on me.
1: But how disrespectful is it to spit on someone? It's like the lowest of the low. That's what I'm saying. It's like,
0: uh, they people no always one. say that. Would you rather be spit on or smacked in the face?
1: I'd rather be smacked in the face. I would probably. I think I'd rather be spit on. That's disgusting.
0: The smack on the face hurts.
1: Somebody spit in your face.
0: I mean, you, get, you don't you get, get the, to choose.
1: You don't get to choose where the spit lands. The spit get, is spit in your face.
0: Well, no, that's completely different. No, you that's, thats
1: how I say it. But now you're oh, saying so
0: somebody, that somebody might like the spit by in the face my mouth. or a
1: spit in the face. A smack in the face. Your mouth can be closed. A smack in the face or a spit in the face.
2: Would so you, you rather?
0: I would probably rather get spit in the face. You I probably be would. I will tell you why. I will tell you why. Number one, because we're going to war. Either one. We're going to war. Either <laughs> you're one. You're nasty. And if we're going to war. The smack in the face might throw me off my bearings where I'm like where I'm a little fuzzy in the head. You know, you see those guys in smack Fest and they get like they about to get knocked what out. What you
1: think a spit in the face is gonna do? You're gonna be like, nothing but piss me,
0: but nothing yuck. but nothing but piss me off.
1: What if it gets in your eye? If it,
0: gets, if it gets in, in my eye, eye, it'll be fine. Nothing but piss me off <laughs> the spit. The smack might actually take me out of my mind to where I can't get my shit together to go to war. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm a fucking tough guy. I love to fight. I'm angry and violent and black. Chris Harrison, you haven't got to that part. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love to smoke. Uh, uh, uh. I'm from the hood. Uh, I listen to rap. I love to smoke. Don't fuck with me. I'm giving you what you want, America. I'm giving you what you want. This is what you want from me, right? Uh, uh, uh. Where the bitch is at? uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you what you what want. What is
3: wrong with you today?
0: This is what they want, Rachel. I'm giving them what they want. Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of basketball, J. Coles.
1: His, oh, um, man. It's over. <laughs> you know, I laughed when I saw this article. It's
0: over. It's funny. <laughs> I laughed so
1: hard. <laughs> we were big talking him oh he's pursuing his dreams he's doing his thing we had named the next album talked about what his career average or his season average would be Mm -hmm. only what did we even make it a week did we even make it a week
0: we did not we did not well Um,
1: apparently it's due to family obligations
0: yeah he is no longer on the Rwanda Patriots basketball team had a family obligation Okay, he just shout out to J. Cole. He just posted his sixth number one album. six number one albums for J. Cole. Amazing. By the way, the offseason is an amazing album. Um, So it, it was dope. Now, here's the thing. This has not gone over flawlessly with some of the other people in the league. Um, Somebody else who plays in the league said that J. Cole's participation in said league was disrespectful to the game. I think in his total time there he might have scored five points. I don't think he got to double figures until it was points. five.
1: It was five points, three assists, five rebounds.
0: You said that in a certain way. You like you well we
1: had we had high hopes for J. Cole. So yeah, I'm a little we we had a seven three three average. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I expected yeah. more.
0: So yeah, player league player Terrell Stock Called Cole's production disrespectful to the game, ah. Uh, which look, I, I've I've thought about this. I saw Jake Paul. It was actually Logan Paul.
1: Oh, on first take.
0: On first take, I yeah, saw he was Logan decent. Paul. He was he was decent. You like him?
1: I was uh, surprised because I'm I confused. I've been thinking that Jake was Logan the entire time, so like I Jake? I realized I had never seen Logan before. Would so you wanna- I, he did a better day? interview than Jake did
0: would you go out on a date with Logan Paul no what if Logan Paul had been on The Bachelor you think you would have picked him Bachelor? No. no
1: that
0: would be so funny I know you
1: think he... I would because he's white but no he's, that's he's not white. the case there he is.
0: He's, he's got it right there <laughs> he's white he's got six pack abs he's basically he's <laughs> he's white he's got six pack abs he's basically one continent away from Brian Logan Paul <laughs> No,
1: <laughs> I
0: can't stand you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh look. Yeah, no. So I think there's a negative and positive to Cole's presence is what Stockland said. The negative part is I think he took somebody's job that deserved it. I live in a basketball world. I don't live in a fan world. Oh. A, lot, a lot of guys that had their careers stopped by COVID. Uh, And they're still home working out and training for an opportunity like this for a guy who has so much money and has another career just to average like one point a game and still get glorified is very disrespectful to the game. It's disrespectful to the ones that sacrifice their whole lives for this. This is kind of the same argument that you get with Jake and Logan Paul and what they're doing in boxing. Sure, it's a lot of fun that one of those guys would be able to take on a Floyd Mayweather, right? It's going to make a lot of money. Might, in a lot of ways, be actually good for the sport. The question is, is it disrespectful to boxing? Is it disrespectful to basketball when these guys jump in and take slots from somebody else that might have worked their entire career to try to be in the... If there are, I know so many basketball players are just hoping to make it overseas, right? They're just hoping to get there. And Mm -hmm. there are a lot of overseas leagues for them to play in. The question is, is that something that Jake Cole should think about before he tries to go play over there, the fact that somebody else might not get that spot?
1: Well, I think it was different when we thought he was going to play the entire season. Okay. So if he was playing the entire season and he was putting one thing on hold because he was pursuing a dream and he was going to pursue it to the fullest, that was one thing. Nobody really talked about it that way. But the fact that he quit not even midseason, at the beginning of the season, and has the luxury to do that, yeah, I totally understand this player's sentiments. And I don't even compare it to the Jake Paul, Logan Paul, because basketball is a team sport. Boxing is not. So there's a little bit of a difference to me because in boxing you're not necessarily taking somebody's spot. Like people are chosen to fight one another in a match. With the basket with basketball, only a certain number of people can make the team. So Jake Cole did- literally took somebody's spot. To me, I see it more like Tim Tebow ish, right? There's Ooh, no Tim reason Tebow. we haven't
0: talked about the Tim Tebow. There's situation. no reason
1: Tim Tebow should be in the league, and the and the only reason he is is because he's playing under his old coach. And okay. the fact that he is taking somebody's spot on the roster is an issue. And Des Bryan spoke out about that. Tim Tebow's been out of the league for 10 years and is able to waltz in and get a spot when other people are just trying to make the practice squad, just trying just trying to make it through camp, just trying to get on another team who've had a much better career than Tim Tebow has, but he gets on it because he's friends with the coach or for whatever reason. It's not because of his talent. That's very similar to what J. Cole, I'm not saying J. Cole doesn't have the talent, but I'm just saying he did take somebody else's spot who may have been more talented but because of what he could bring to the league, the attention he could bring, the business aspect of it, that might have given him more leverage to take that spot.
0: And see, I agree this with is, this player. And see, this is my thing. So with the Tim Tebow situation, I have no problem with Tim Tebow getting the opportunity with the Jaguars. He, he knows the coach. The coach says, that's my homie, look out. Hopefully I get to a point to where I can give some undeserving friend of mine a job. He has a job a a job that he, they want to have. Hopefully I can get to a point to where one of my friends can get an opportunity. They would not have otherwise gotten if not for me. And hopefully there's somewhere, somebody right now who is my friend who is like, we're going to put van up here and let van figure it out. I hope for that because to me, look, if you can't put your homies on, what's the point of getting it? You got to be able to put your homies on urban meyer got the job urban meyer put his homie on i'll tell you something else about the jay cole situation mm-hmm. i understand what these guys saying i understand what you're saying but i could make an argument that it is in the rwanda basketball teams leagues best interest to put jay cole that they can bring that jay cole can bring something to that team that that other player can't bring sure i didn't even know who the of it who the rwanda bbc patriots were before this game by the way. By the, by the way, I just want to let you guys know, in certain areas, I don't know if they know this in the Rwanda Basketball League. I don't know if they know this. Okay. But in certain corners of the internet, BBC means something completely different. Okay? It just means something totally different. Okay. Now, you guys can go find out for yourselves. Okay? But the reality is that you know when it says J.J. Cole J Cole is going to play for BBC with BBC in Africa, it's like it's something completely different. All right, I'm just saying. So it means something. But it's did it's you need different. Did you say that? I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> it's like J Cole's going to play with BBC in Africa. I'm like, whoa, okay, all right. Um, didn't know that about. But but the reality is, I I, I personally think that yeah, you know, you can you can make an argument that. It's like the same reason why Michael Jordan got an opportunity to play minor league baseball. Michael Jordan had been a a great baseball player in the past when he was in high school. The reason why they took the chance on the Michael Jordan baseball experiment was because it was actually good for the Birmingham Barons, actually good for the White Sox organization. It was something that they could use to draw attention to their league. Those games were sold out, and it had a financial effect on that league. Right? Just like if they can sell J. Cole jerseys or if they can sell things like that, it's good for the team. So really when the guy is saying that he's taking the slot from another player, he kind of is, but he kind of isn't because there's not a player that can fill the slot that J. Cole kind of has. I totally
1: agree with you. If he had stayed the whole season, Mm. I think that this statement wasn't made until he quit. He quit on the team. And and, and he said he has family obligations and I don't want to talk. You know, I have no idea what that means, but I'm just saying that's where all this this talk came from. It's it seemed like okay, he's he's our teammate, he's committed to the team, we're committed to him, and then he just bounces, and so it plays into the privilege that he's that this player is saying that J Cole has, and I think that's that's the the issue behind it. Team T- Tim Tebow is bringing nothing to the team.
0: You hate Tim Tebow? I didn't say that. You know, you you don't like him.
1: No, you but you, you but you, but you loved you I, I that has never even crossed my mind. You did you
0: said that in the so, email. You was like Tim Tebow is a fuddy duddy.
1: There was That's okay, for the record, there was no email and my husband went to Florida, so there's I have to have some sort of likeness for well,
0: Tim Tebow. He went to Florida so well. We beat them niggas, Brian. Okay. 2007 you National Championships. You didn't go to LSU. LSU. You yes, didn't did. go to LSU. We beat, like, we, we beat them niggas. <laughs> <What>? we, like, <laughs> uh, we just beat for the them record, y'all, Louisiana
1: Ryan, Tech is not LSU.
0: I took classes in Just because you went LSU, to school, that had a changed, Louisiana
1: in the name. I, I transferred no, back.
0: I did Southern and LSU. The like There were classes y'all. I had to take at LSU. <laughs> for Look, the record, first of all, my entire up, life, I've been an LSU fan. My whole That's life. Fine. That's my fine. My whole life. Guess what? We beat the Vegas. <laughs> we beat Florida. We beat Tim. We beat Tebow. We beat you. It's, it's okay. You lost. All right, Tebow. Um, they beat us too. But like we 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 beat you. You lost, Tebow. Two thousand seven national championships. LSU Fighting Tigers. You know I'm saying best college football team of all time. Two years ago, nineteen and zero. Uh, fifteen and zero. Should I say Joe Burrow? Um, but look, the reality is this: it's like, uh, you know, with with Tebow, does Tebow deserve to be? In the NFL? No. No.
1: He doesn't. At least we can agree on that. We don't.
0: But why? Like, why do we... He, somebody looking out for their boy. Isn't that... Don't you... Let me ask you this. Wouldn't you hope that someone would give you... That, that, that you fuck with would give you an opportunity like let me that? Tell
1: you, let me tell you what Urban Meyer could have given him. He could have been quality control. He could have had a front office position. He could have been an assistant coach, could have been a quarterback's coach. He didn't have to take somebody's spot on the 53-man roster. That's what he didn't have to do. There are plenty of other jobs that he could have given him if Tim Tebow was in need, not the one he wanted, especially when he already has a job on the SEC network at ESPN.
0: All right, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think right now that you're famous enough or qualified enough to host the Academy Awards?
1: No, and I wouldn't want to.
0: But let's say that Emmanuel Acho became president of ABC.
1: I would never do it.
0: And he offered you the job to Just host the Academy I Awards. No,
1: you got to know your strengths. No. That is wait, not wait, my, wait. That's not my thing.
0: Okay, forget about that. Give me something right now. Forget about hosting the Academy Awards. Give me something right now that you feel like you're not quite ready for. But you're, you're not quite there yet.
1: My own talk show.
0: Your own talk show. You're not, you're like, so. I am
1: not there yet.
0: You're you're not there yet. We're gonna eventually be the Black Reasons Kelly. Correct. You're you're not there with your own talk show. Let's say Emmanuel Acho becomes the head of ABC, and he goes. The first thing that I'm doing as the head of ABC is giving Rachel Lindsay her own talk show. Now, here's the deal. While this happens, Jamel Hill is out there. They're like there are all kinds of people out there who some people might say are
1: more qualified more qualified
0: more famous right would you say no
1: yes hire
0: Jamel. you're fucking lying i'm
1: telling no let me tell you why no let me tell you why because (laughs) if i get no no can i finish you get one opportunity to prove yourself If if I I was given that platform, I got one opportunity to prove myself in that way. A man was like, "Oh, we're giving you, we're giving you Ellen's time slot or something like that, right? Let's just say it's NBC, give me Ellen's time slot. I'm not about to embarrass myself on a public stage, knowing I'm not equipped to do so. I'm not doing it. I'd say if that's my definitely taking it. No, let me tell you something. If that's my boy. Hold it for me for two years. Put me in a position oh, to where no. I can oh I'm not I'm not about to embarrass myself. If I'm, I'm not ready. Di- I'm
0: gonna figure it out. All, if I'm look,
1: not ready. Look mm-mm. all
0: all Ellen did was dance and treat people bad.
1: Ellen's funny. Like, like I'm
0: figuring it out.
1: I, you know, I'm I'm well, a. That's hey, you. Good for you, and I hope that day show. comes for you. You got a lot of friends. You tell them all about us all, on the show. <laughs> you talk about them all the time. So I expect to see you in movies as a backup dancer on stage as a comedian you know and an opening act. Do I, I expect to see it all, man. Go no, ahead and cash no, in, like, Cash in like, them opportunities with your friends.
0: Uh, none of my friends have offered me something <laughs> that I haven't deserved yet. So maybe. They need a little bit more Urban Meyer in them. Maybe they too. <laughs> maybe they too much like you. But I would definitely take it. By the way, you could definitely host your own daytime show. Stop selling yourself short. You ready for that right now?
1: Imposter could you, syndrome.
0: Could you? Can you? Could you? The, the Rachel show would be so great. They don't even have to be us. You deserve They're your own so show nice. by yourself. It's you know, true. It's not
1: often he compliments me on the show. You guys, that was really nice.
0: Come on, like you can come on. You you can have a segment <laughs> called "Tell It to the Judge."
1: tell it to the judge and my dad pops up where well, your dad hit, pops hit. up where you have because
0: you know people ask advice this is actually a great segment maybe we should actually, do that here
3: really
4: is, really So,
0: it, it so, the so, the so like, people ask people ask advice all the time but they don't get actually somebody that's willing to tell them just how fucked <laughs> up they are right <laughs> Right. it's a segment called tell it to the judge we'll when they it. come in, in they month. ask your dad about their problems And your dad, and your father says things like, "Well, the problem with you, Susie, is that you're a foul-mouthed whore." (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Tell it to the judge. That works. Uh, Okay. Um, Do you want to talk about Kyrie Irving and saying Boston is racist? Nah, nah, nah. We know
1: know that. We know the fans are racist. Damn. I mean, it's well documented that you've seen athletes and not just basketball, but other sports talk about some of the the racist things that have happened to them when they played in Boston. That's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. OK, moving on. OK, we're going to take a break before we get to this next one, because it is a doozy. So um, one second.
2: This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere, get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S, ian.com at Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
0: Alright, we're back. Uh, now, uh, we told you that we would be talking about a situation that was going on down in my home state of Louisiana. Uh, and we have to talk about it now. We have all the information we've been able to... Look, here's the thing. And I, I-, I want the audience, and I'm just going to speak for myself right now and then, you know, Rachel, we
1: can
0: get get your take on it the way you feel. Uh, Sometimes I don't want to do these stories. I know that we have to. I know that that's kind of what the podcast is about, and that's what we've been about since we've started. And we want you guys to to be up on this stuff and to be armed with this stuff. And we really appreciate the back and forth when you guys agree with us, when you guys don't agree with us, that goes on with some of the things that are happening. But I, I don't like talking about this all the time. And when, I'm not just saying that for you guys to break out the violins and feel sorry for anyone. Like I'm I don't like doing this. But you know, we have to. Right. We have to talk to about these about these things. We have to discuss these things because they're symptoms of a disease that is just it, it doesn't seem to be remedying itself. Um it's interesting. So down in Louisiana, there was a man named Ronald Green. Uh he passed away uh in May of 2019. Video footage of what led to his death has just been released. Uh, There had been a confrontation with two white police officers. These guys are state police down there in Louisiana. And they had said at the time that Ronald Green had passed away that he had died from crashing into a tree and injuring his head. The footage that has since been released uh, shows inconsistencies with the police's story. Uh, Inconsistencies with the claim that this man Died in a car crash Uh, What it shows Is an encounter with the police That showed them um, Brutalizing him uh, After a a traffic violation Dragging him um, And talking about the fact That one of the officers uh, Had beat on him Okay, So the I can't begin to describe what we're actually talking about here. We're talking about a cover-up. We're talking about a gigantic lie. And a cover-up of a death of a living, breathing human being. Um, uh, one of the state troopers that was involved in this um, Passed away in a car crash last year And that was shortly after He was you know informed Of his termination so Who knows what was going on here but a- As of What we're looking at right now looks like The cops Essentially Beat a man to death Or beat him to the point to where Nah Beat a man to death yeah, And then lied and said he crashed his car Right, And just right now Two years later This family is getting answers And people are starting to put the puzzle together About what actually happened here So um, When was the first time You heard about this Rachel
1: I heard about it Before you I had been hearing about it in be, I would say a couple of months ago I started to hear about it But I didn't I did not realize it had been two years I just knew that they were putting the pressure on the department to release the video and they had been asking for it. I did not realize it had been two years of them asking for it. And it wasn't just the family. It was journalists as well, putting the pressure on the police department to do what they're supposed to do and release the video to the public.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They had said before that the police said he had died after he crashed his car. Um, Then they changed their story Said he had struggled with officers and died on his way to the hospital Uh, There was no cause of death On his autopsy Which is incredibly peculiar At least to me Maybe if people out there that are listening Know a little bit more about that Then you'd know why that was left off There have been two investigations into this now There's an internal inquiry right now From the Louisiana police And a federal civil rights investigation happening right now They began at the end of last summer and there's of course, like I said before A wrongful death lawsuit um, Even these investigations Didn't stop the police From dragging their feet in releasing the body cam footage From this encounter until just now uh, Just now And um, that decision was made By Colonel Lamar Davis Who is the police superintendent Louisiana State Police He is a black man And he says he wants to move towards healing I'm starting to not understand how we heal this. I don't either. I, I, anyway, I'm starting to not understand. I don't understand how we heal this. I, I I, and, and look, you know, I'm sure that we don't have. Okay. Let's let's do something here. They're probably, based upon the audience that we have here on Higher Learning, there are probably not very many people who don't agree with us on this particular subject, right? Mm-hmm. That are listening to my voice. But let's right now just pretend that there are some who don't. That that we have some Blue Lives Matter, back the blue, uh, thin blue line listeners who might, for whatever reason, hear this particular portion of the show. In a real way, very calm, unemotionally, what are we supposed to do? Better yet, what would you do?
1: You're talking to them.
0: I'm talking to them. I am. If they hear this, like what? what, If, if, if in fact, all of these things are just isolated incidents of quote unquote bad apples and don't represent the fruit of a spoiled tree, don't represent something systemic, even though they happen in different zip codes, they happen in different circumstances, they happen at different times and they happen to different people does is there anyone out there right now anyone listening to this that thinks black americans and not just black americans but a significant portion of the of american society should just ignore this that we're wrong and if and if somebody actually has some evidence to the contrary i would actually like to talk to them I would actually like to talk to someone who thinks that this problem is being overblown, that this problem is being uh, exaggerated. I actually want to have that conversation now because what I need to know is why aren't we all as a community of Americans breaking our backs to stop this? This is disgusting. This shit right here, this is like 1955, 1960. This is corrupt policing this is a human life i can't understand
1: because a lot of people move about their day and they don't pay attention to these type of stories or a lot of people don't take the time to understand and read what has been going on since 2019 when green was murdered and to the people who would say oh this is just an example of bad police and they're not all bad this entire department covered this up That's how you need to be looking at this. This isn't a few bad cops. This is, they had the body camera footage. They've been sitting on this evidence. They've been purposely not releasing it for two years. Yeah. An entire department. And this is the problem. If you've got bad apples, if you sit there in silence and you do nothing, knowing that these problematic people are a part of your department, they represent who you are as a police officer and you do nothing. These officers were still on the streets after they murdered him. Yeah. So and one of them actually got arrested on an unrelated incident to this to what happened to green because he was using excessive force again a totally unrelated charge so he has a problematic history of doing this and they're continuing to allow these people to operate on the force I it blows my it, and I, and I and I know we talk about it time and time again but it goes back to qualified immunity why in the world are we rewarding officers who are murdering people who are lying about it covering it up not just by themselves with the help of the department yet they still keep their pension they're still on paid leave and they you they abuse their power to attack tase choke beat then brag about it to other officers on the force they keep their badge they keep their gun they keep their money and it just keeps happening over yeah. and over again
0: yeah yeah you are not wrong you are right and i'm just i'm 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 just i am actually trying to understand
1: what the only thing I- to, under- to understand is it's happening. It's a. There's no other. Honestly, there's no other side of it. I know you've invited somebody to give you another example. No. There is
0: at. So you're you're right, but I want. I just want to hear what the thing is. Sure. Because the the older I get, the more I'm starting to become less intrigued with my side of things, because we've lived this. We're going in and over and through this over and over and over again. You want a I
1: logical. But I, I, I,
0: I want to understand why we're not making progress. I, I, I think I need to understand. Look, I'll be honest with you. I, like most young men in life, was told that I was going to change the world. That's that's the that is the first lesson of patriarchy. The first lesson of patriarchy is, hey, you young penis holder. You know what you're going to do? You're gonna go out and you're gonna make a mark. You're gonna be a titan of industry. You're gonna be a rock star. You're gonna be president of the United States and the entire world is gonna revolve around you. There's there's gonna be a woman that comes up behind you and takes care of all of your your, your wants and needs. There's gonna be a little family of many you's And you're going to see that family and mold them in in your image as God did to man. And there's going to be a little universe and you're going to control it. A little son that looks just like you. A little daughter that you're going to go out and give to somebody else that you think is like you enough. Right? And you're going to do all of this and you're going to change the world. I've come to the conclusion that I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. I understand that now. I'm not going to change the world. The best thing I can ask Out of this life is peace While I'm here I'm not going to change the world I'm not Dr. King I'm not Martin I'm not President Obama Shit, I'm not Donald Trump You know I'm not not going to change the world I'm not I can change people Hopefully I can change enough people Okay, but I'm not going to change the world So Because I've come to that Conclusion and I understand that. What I want to know now is really sincerely, our deaths, what's in it for you? Now, I know the questions philosophically and I know the questions intellectually, but someone who's on the other side of this, I want to know like, our deaths, our poverty. Like, what's in it for you? Like, why are you in the way? Like, seriously. Like, you, you you don't even have to be. You don't. And on a lot of these issues, I understand why I feel the way I feel. And how I feel is not going to change anything. But w- what I do want to know is, what exactly is the point of being so attached to seeing people doing bad, to seeing people in pain,
1: would it upset you if the answer is that they're not so attached to that? They just ignore it because uh, I think that might be a lot of what it is. Well, you go ask ten people; they might not have even heard of what's happening in happened in Monroe, Toronto, Green.
0: So I, I actually don't have a problem with that. Like if you don't look, I, I just said a second ago we try not to to overindulge in it. If you don't really, if that's how you feel, hey. I just want peace while I'm here. I don't want to be bummed out about this and this. I actually don't have an issue with that. I'm talking to the specific people with the worldview of the cops can do no wrong. Got you. Cops can't do any wrong. They're doing wrong all the time. Isn't there something wrong with this?
1: They would say, and they would say, there's there's just some bad ones. There's just a few bad ones. They don't look at it as a system. Like, even, even the other side will say, it's not a system issue it's not it's not a systemic issue it is a couple of bad there's some bad people in it and we can admit that but right. they can't admit the system that's 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 what they'll say i think i think it's great that you want to hear the other side of it i just think you would be completely frustrated
0: at what you would hear maybe start screaming like i did it Rap. Right? um i'll tell you what maybe we should do a little bit more of that on the podcast you want to have some some you want to have some different type of people on here really mix it up a little bit i think people
1: would love that
0: let's mix it up we're gonna do that we're gonna do that more here in the second half of the year all right guys look it's special fun times okay this show right here marks the one year anniversary of higher learning we are a year old it's a little bit older than bozeman where's that beautiful puppy i should (laughs) give give him a hug um okay so, because it is the one-year anniversary of Higher Learning, we are so indebted to you guys. We're so happy that you guys have showed up for us. We've been growing our audience. Okay, mm-hmm. shout out to everybody over at R slash Thought Warriors, the most popping I Reddit get on it. ever. It is. It's been going up on Reddit. People have been hitting me about Reddit, like it's popping off over there in Higher Learning. Uh, so Thought Warriors. So yeah, shout out to you guys. We're gonna do a special mailbag edition right now, where we're going to play voicemails of the mailbags. Then we're going to answer them back. So we're excited to actually hear from you guys. All right, Trudy, give me the song. Mailback time, time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailback time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime. And In... all right, let's go, Trudy. Let's let's start it. We got actual voices, so we don't have a lot of time. You gotta get to it. You gotta snap them up.
1: Here's the first one.
0: Hey then, Rachel. This
1: is Tracy from Alabama by way of Atlanta. So all three of us
2: are fun young black people from the South. So who you got? Nuck if you buck,
1: hmm.
2: wipe me down.
1: Oh, mm. all day. Wipe me down. All wipe day. Down. I was listening to that the remix, though. So it's gotta be the remix.
0: Wipe me down. Shout out to Fox. Definitely wipe me down.
1: I was listening to that the other day.
0: Like is it? Like, so Let me
1: let's do this. Let's do this. Out of Wipe Me Down remix, who has the best verse? Boosie, Fox, or um Webby.
0: Webby. Uh I'm gonna go with Fox. I'll, I'll, t- I'll be honest with you. Uh I I love Boosie the most, but that's a Fox song. And we know that at Baton Rouge so I always give the edge to Fox, yeah, but, but that's
1: the, the remix is so I, I know it is. B-O-O-S-I-E but like That's me <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but uh but no I, I go with Wipe Me Down. I'm actually gonna ask Twitter that question because that's a good one. Right that's there. a
1: great question. Nugget but it's wipe me down. I go with wipe me
0: down. I go wipe me down. Oh, that's just
1: one. I am scratching that itch. You know, I'm headed to a bachelorette party this weekend.
0: Oh! that's what i'm talking about bachelorette party we're gonna go do some cocaine this weekend wow
1: <laughs> we're going to austin texas so, all
3: right you
0: wow.
3: what would the judge say what would the, what would the judge say tell it to the judge
0: um all right you guys all right Trudy, come on god damn it
3: what's good this is logan murdoch from the real ones I want oh, to wow. say hello to Van Lathan. <laughs> hello to Rachel Lindsay. Big fan of you both. One thing. Um, I just want to know, um, Van, uh, why are you so out of pocket, bro? You know? You know, why are you so out of pocket? I love you. You're <laughs> like, you know, you're my, my work big bro on this one, man. But why are you putting in these weird positions where I'd be laughing and I can't really say nothing back to you when you ask me a question in public <laughs> forums because you know my face? Is going to get all red. Why do you continue to do that, man? It's funny. It's hilarious. And I get off of whatever public forum that we're doing laughing. But why do you do this? I mm. think this is weirdly because of our fake, real fake beef that we have. I don't even know <laughs> if it's a real fake beef, but it's something, right? Yeah. Um. I think that you're just kidding at me and I don't know what to do with it. But um. anyway, that that doesn't matter. I love you guys. Love your show. Um, can't wait for, you know. A little collab, a little higher ones. You know what I mean? Double entendre. Don't even ask me how. But, yeah, um, (laughs) love y'all. Peace.
0: You guys, that is our co-worker, Logan Murdoch, from The Ringer. I think Logan Murdoch is the best basketball podcaster working right now. Shout out to all of my other friends. Shout out to Roger Bell and and Logan Murdoch. Logan, I do that to you because it's so easy to do. Logan is still out here. He's still a little wet behind the ears
1: oh god <laughs> he's still a little
0: wet behind the ears so we, I go live with Logan Logan says something and I go Logan what's your thoughts on dildos and he laughs cause he's a, he's a, he's a kid Logan's <laughs> like a kid he hasn't thought about that I've thought about dildos from A to Z you can't throw a dildo question at me and have me really like you, you know this is true Ebony my sister you know she's gay she's a lesbian Okay, my we sister. know, Van. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I had to when, when I, when she first made this, you know, like when it first, not when she first told me, because she first told mm-hmm. me it was very, you know, sacred moment. And I felt so happy and included in her life that she was, you know, cool with telling me this and stuff. But then after that, I had questions. So questions, like you know, tell me about strap-ons. Because that's it.
1: that's naturally the first question you have when someone opens up and tells you that.
0: Look, the first thing you do is you give them space. hand. Hey, Abs- thank you. I'm yes. here. I'm your brother. I love you. You know. You know. But then you want to know. Hey, just tell me how this goes.
1: How much you know? space did you give her? How much time?
0: Oh, I gave her a lot of space.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I gave her a lot of space. I gave her like a day, day and a half. And I came back here with it like yeah okay cool What's up with the strap on stuff? like how does that work it a Pulled Suction cup Or whatever okay uh like Like you know is it like a special Harness and like You know you want to know but anyway uh, Okay Trudy next one this is fun Continue to go thank you Logan love you Logan Hey Rachel and Van My name is Amanda Baki, and my mailbag question is, what is one goal you both have for the
1: podcast this upcoming year? Whether it is a guest you want to have, a specific topic you want to cover, or finally getting some merch out, what do you want to see for the podcast this coming year? I love you both and can't wait for another year of this pod. Thanks. Oh, thank you. I want to be in person.
0: That's Uh, what I'm ready for. Yeah.
1: Also, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, "What's that? We've never we have never podcasted in person. Here we never. are, a hundred episodes in, and never mm-hmm. done in person. How will we be? What co- yeah. I feel like the energy is going to be through the roof. I'm excited. I'm so looking forward to that
0: yeah. for yeah. for everybody. And it's uh, it should be coming pretty soon. I think that's the best answer, to be honest with you. I like it. I, I, we have a lot of goals. Obviously, want to continue to grow the podcast, but I think being together all in the same setting. Also, it'll be something subconsciously that just means like, hey, things are back to a decent point. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be done. I think the in-person show so you guys can see the aesthetic so you can see the production would be amazing. That's actually yeah. a perfect and answer.
1: Then, and then have at the end of the year, have a live show since we're just talking about this year.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: All right, next one. Hey, Van Rachel, this is Brock. Congratulations on one year of the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. My question is, what is the biggest misconception that you had about your co-host before starting this podcast?
1: <laughs> I I don't know if I've said this before. I did not think, first of all, thank you for the question. I did not think Van liked me.
0: Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird I, did, one.
1: I did not think you liked me, but I, it's my own insecurities. It's not just you. I do that with people a lot. I don't think yeah. they'll remember who I am and I don't think that they like me.
0: Yeah, that's weird. But I, I, I understand. That's weird though. It's, it's weird because like,
1: and, and, and you were so friendly, and we were what? Well, we were at lunch for hours the first mm-hmm. time, and we were all talking, and we had a good time. We talked about everything, and oh. I remember I walked away and I told Brian I was like, "Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work." He didn't like me. Nice,
0: nah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Bill hit me up. Bill was like, "Yeah," I was, I was like, "That's that's good. That's a go." I think before meeting Rachel. The only way, the only thing I had, Rachel, was like, you know, Rachel, when she had been on TMZ, because I didn't watch The Bachelor, right? And I saw her, like, that was one time they had y'all riding a horse through Beverly Hills. Do you That's remember right. that? Yeah. And, and like some different things. And so I thought, I thought if you went on The Bachelorette and you were on there with the Bachelorette people, that you were maybe corny. Yes, I thought that you was. I thought that you was. I thought that it was gonna be corny. I thought. I thought that she would be corny, but she is the least corny person I've ever met. She's like super non corny, and I was like, "Yo, she's not." <laughs> but like, I yeah, kept that. Yeah, you know, I thought. I, I would yeah. say that too about me. Yeah, I was like, I thought. It was, I was like, I thought she was gonna be a little, a little milk toast, but she wasn't at all. And I think that's kind of what what Bill and them saw. Bill was like, <laughs> Bill said hey, you know who Rachel Lindsay is? I was like, yeah. It's like, yo, she's great. Like, she's amazing, super opinionated, very, very... I was like, really? <laughs> does she like... just talk
1: about love and pass out roses?
0: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> for real? And he was like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, let's, let's do it. And they were...
1: Gosh, you know what that makes me think? So many people out there had that same <laughs> impression. <of
0: me. laughs> yeah.
1: I'm so grateful for higher learning that I can get some cool points back.
0: Who rides a horse down Rodeo? Why? Why were y'all we doing it? Actually, that?
1: that was one. That was a great experience because being from Texas and then like we do trail rides in Louisiana, bringing out the horses was great. It was me, this black dude Anthony, that's who I had taken on the date. He had never been on a horse before, but it was cool. We went into like a horse store, took the horses in. They took a shit. They had to block that out of TV. Apparently, you can't show people or even animals shitting on TV. Uh, but yeah, it was. I thought it was a cool experience. No, does that accord to you? It, wasn't, down it, is, it doesn't
0: it didn't seem it People just seemed crazy. weird and
1: TMZ was there I do remember that and they kept following us and they were like Rachel who are you on a date with is this is this the person you're going to fall in love with yeah
0: i right. mean you so it wasn't me i was in the office <laughs> and know. like and and then i ended up telling a completely different the clip is still out there i ended up telling like a completely different horse related story or Telling them I grew up with horses or something—I can't remember how they cut it, but whatever. All right, last one, last one, Trudy. Hello, Van and Rachel. My name is Laya,
3: and I listen to your podcast from Spain, so excuse me my accent and my English. English is not my first language, but here it goes. My question: Can you remember some time in your life that something awful happened, and a few months later you realized that that was the little push that you need to make a big change on your life? for the better thank you and congratulations on your podcast and the first year doing it congratulations
0: and uh thank you hilaria baldwin
1: for that
0: (laughs) amazing question i appreciate you first of all we are worldwide worldwide
1: Worldwide, y'all
0: i am learning oh very true uh, obviously, the answer to that question is <laughs> getting fired from TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy one. That's a great question. You know, we
1: don't talk about that, though. Like, did you get what was your mindset when you got fired?
0: Fucking petrified. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, because number one. And this is the way that God works in my life. God just makes me figure myself out. God goes, Van, I'm going to give it to you, but you got to figure yourself out before I give it to you. Mm -hmm. So you say you want to do this. I'm going to make you do it. So before I could leave TMZ. Before I could really get out of there. I felt like God needed me to see what it was like to be on the other side of a headline like a TMZ type headline not like the Kanye shit right where everybody mm-hmm. was saying oh you're the best hey Marcus Garvey like it no i'm talking about what they were calling you? like it's like hey it's, well, you you're one of us Marcus not Garvey, that God. i appreciate all the love but like not that but they needed i needed to see what it was like to have a moment to have it number one misconstrued and number one weaponized by a different group of people to make me look bad mm. and something clickbaity to be out a part of you that doesn't represent you to be out. And, and you needed to see that. And when I ended up on page six, because of something that happened at work and I'm sitting there in this moment, it was the purging of me wanting to be a part of that and the understanding of how that was for so many other people. Right Mm. now it's like, I'm sitting here and my reputation is at stake. My future employment is at stake. Now, my mom, who's taking so much pride in me being on the show, my father, who's taking so much pride in me being at the show, are there going to be people looking at them like, "Hey, your son's some kind of violent lunatic"? Look what happened at the office. Mm -hmm. Like, "Hey, your son is something." Hey, like, is is this? Does this mean it's over for me? Am I now? And I'll I'll never forget one of the first people that I talked to after that. Obviously, I talked to all of my friends. I talked to my mother. I talked to my father. I talked to my sister, Kalika. Was there, talked to her. Um, but these are all people that were in my circle. Out of my circle, one of the first people I talked to was Kimmel. Mm. And, Kim, and Kimmel was like, it's okay, bro. Don't sweat it. Like Jimmy's such a good guy, man.
4: It's a great person. Like
0: Jimmy's such a great guy. I wish I wish we could just do a thing on how dope Jimmy is, man. Jimmy was like, man, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Seriously, it's not a thing. You'll be fine. And I was so, and since then, things have been okay.
1: (laughs) Since then, won an Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Since then, (laughs) things are more than okay. Uh, Right? Yeah,
0: things have been okay.
1: Yeah, that's we've never even really talked about that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that question because I think a lot of our listeners would appreciate kind of the transition and what your mindset was when you went through that. For me, a little similar with career when I came off the Bachelorette. I was riding high. And I was like, "Oh, everybody knows who I am on the bachelorette and, and to be honest, I was feeling myself a little bit." And I get a call from ESPN and ESPN's like, "Hey, we want you to come here." And I if anybody knows anything about me, I majored in sports management. I studied sports law. Like, I'm geeking out that I'm going to Bristol, Connecticut to be on ESPN's campus and they want to talk to me about a potential job opportunity. And I get there and I'm just seeing like people in the hallway that I admire as a writer or watch on TV. And I'm I'm totally fanning out. I get I sit there with head of talent and he's just a big bachelor fan. So right. he doesn't want to talk to me about a job. He wants to talk to me about the bachelor. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, you can't do that here. Nobody knows you in sports like you. You got to grow your audience. And it completely just deflated me but I needed that and I needed I needed that no I needed to be checked and I thought I will prove myself to you about why I deserve to be here and I will make you know me and it also let me know that you thought I was corny a lot of the people just saw me as a bachelorette it's like they forgot that I was an attorney that I had built this entire life before So I was just a reality TV star. I was just the Bachelorette. I was just a little corny. And so for me, that was the kick that I needed to prove myself and to uh, to prove to myself and to other people that I can do this. And literally a year later, I was on the B team, stepping in and hosting on First Take, the biggest show on ESPN. Literally a year later. So I'd say that you know as a form of encouragement. But just like if one door closes. Like, kick the next one open. Don't let it stop you. And don't let other people define for you what you're supposed to be doing.
0: First takes, big show. That's big look. Those are big looks. Big whooks as and I And you know
1: to say I had the first show when LeBron announced that he was going to the Lakers. That was my first day. Oh, wow. And so they wow. were like, hey, all eyes are going to be on you. And Stephen A. and Max weren't there. So they were like, well, Stephen A. and Max now want to come in satellite because lebron just made this big announcement and they're giving me a 10 second countdown they're like 10 9 8 in my ear and they're like we lost steven Eight. it's you and max go that's my first day on steven, steven. <laughs> Ste- i mean first day <laughs> like,
0: oh my um, God. you know what crazy i never saw that show i didn't see that show because i was in anguilla when that happened lebron was oh. staying yeah like lebron was staying literally right next to us when like, he announced li- yeah. Oh. Like, like we were in Anguilla because remember he had gone to Anguilla. No. LeBron. Yeah. LeBron that. was staying li- like literally like right next to us in the house right next to us. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mike down in Anguilla because we got a chance to go tour that house and the house was fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, that is enough. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, that was so dope. That was so. No, dope. that Not-
1: was really cool to hear from you guys.
0: Really great to hear from you guys. Um. Okay. Now. Uh, we have a Thought Warrior anniversary video as well. Okay? So, Trudy, I want to see the one-year. We want to see the one-year Thought Warrior anniversary video. Play it. Give it to us, Trudy. Now.
3: Yo, yo, yo. It is I, Elsa from New York City. And
1: it's me, Paradise, also from New York City. And today we pulled up in our thinking caps to celebrate our favorite podcast one year anniversary. You
2: guys have the best chemistry. It's been so
1: good listening to y'all. A special thanks to Van for being so open about your mental health as someone who struggled a lot this year as well. It's really helpful to hear that I'm not
2: alone. I just want you to know that your impact is exponential because I talk about things from your podcast with my family, with my coworkers and the students that I teach.
1: It's been some year, but it's been great going through it with you guys.
2: I've felt all of the things uh, and learned some things along the way. Thank you.
1: I love the podcast because it's the only podcast that I can listen to that one moment will have me all emotional in my feelings and the next moment I'm just laughing and enjoying the banter. The show just is so refreshing Um, and it means a lot because it definitely makes me think of things in a different way that I wouldn't have before.
4: Higher learning. It's a whole mood for me. I love you Van
1: I love you Rachel you know that because i slid in both your DMs to tell you that not like a creep
2: but sometimes I just feel compelled because Van your passion is igniting and Rachel holy shit you're my idol Yo, 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 Van and Rach, what is up? Higher Learning is on, it's one year anniversary. It is I, your former producer, Jackson Saffon. Congrats on making it to a year. So much love to you both.
1: Van and Rachel, happy first birthday. I feel like I can speak for a lot of people to say that we are thankful for your voice and your opinion and your intelligence. Happy birthday, celebrate. And I can't wait to see you guys again soon.
2: Van and Rachel, congratulations on your one-year anniversary of higher learning. It's such an amazing accomplishment. I'm so proud of you guys. You guys absolutely bring it every single episode. And I can't wait to listen for many years to come. Congrats, guys. Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. It is I, Kalika LaJoy Abrams. And it's me, Daniel Raymond. Yeah. We're here to say congratulations to Van and Rachel on their one-year anniversary of the Higher Learning Podcast. You guys have done so much for the culture. You got us through a pandemic. You kept us informed on sports, politics, pop culture, and a bunch of other shit we needed to know about. Mm, No. Mm -mm. What? What? I'm channeling Van. Nope. Rachel's parents are not going to like that type of language. You know that. All right, true enough. But we're so proud of you guys, and we can't wait to see what you do in the future. From two of your biggest thought warriors, congrats!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's supposed to be being me. She's dressed like me. She
2: is supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: I didn't even know we were getting a video. You didn't know that. Oh, that's so sweet. You guys, thank you so much for putting that wow. together. That I'm was literally, amazing. I'm trying not to cry. I yeah. just, I love Thought Warriors. They put our loved ones in it. <laughs>
0: that was dope. Uh, Trudy, that was the best thing you've ever done. I gotta <laughs> yeah, admit,
1: that was, me and Don, that that was excellent. That was you and who? Me and Donnie. We out here.
0: Donnie, Donnie Beecham, our producer. Shout out to Donnie Beecham, Donald Beecham. That was amazing, you guys. That we really, really do was. appreciate it. We really Aww. do appreciate it. uh yeah, yeah. So that's it. I mean, I don't know how to. Do you have an unexpected ally of the week? Us. Yeah, the thought was
1: The no, thought. Th- the pot. The yeah. Everybody who did the video, who sent in. I, we probably didn't get to read, listen to everyone's voicemail, but all that.
0: You know. You know what? I'm almost considering changing mailbag to voicemail mailbags. That's how you I liked that it. Went.
1: You liked what it. What do you think about that? What do you think about I, li- I liked it a lot. I liked it too. It was fun. We should God. ask them. I want people to feel comfortable. We'll do That's both. We'll do both. We'll, do. we'll, we'll do rotate.
0: Both. Right. I feel, I'm feel i so in my feelings right now. I know how to end the podcast. That was so, Isn't that so nice? <laughs> oh my God. I just love it. <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. We built right. this
1: community. No, we I just did. want to have a moment. From where we started for a year ago, we didn't know what it was going to be like. We were very much so in our feelings when we started. Um, I didn't think my co-host liked me. I didn't think he wanted to start the podcast <laughs> to where we are now. A hundred episodes later. It's crazy. It's a beautiful it thing.
0: It is. It is. Love you guys. Love y'all. Take think caps off, but do not stop learning. We will be back at you guys on Tuesday. Have a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. I am Van Lathan. I'm
1: Rachel Lindsay. We out. Bye, guys.